Hi, hello, and welcome back. This is Tori from Tori Talk Scripture, and we're here going through Mark um, during this season of time, and Mark 1 is uh, just above this one, so if you haven't listened to it, um, go ahead and take a listen to it. But today we're going through Mark 2, and it has one of my favorite stories to tell um, and describe because it just, it makes me giggle a little bit. And um, just shows some bold faith by some really great friends. And so we're going to start right at the top of Mark 2. And I'll tell you why this is one of my favorite stories to um, discuss in the Bible. So Mark 2. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Can we just take a moment here to imagine this whole scene? You have a house with all of these people in it, Jesus just sitting there chilling, preaching, doing his thing, teaching people about God and himself. And and all of a sudden, you just hear someone like sawing on the roof to dig a hole to get to Jesus so they can lower this man for Jesus to heal. Like I always put myself in the shoes of the people that are that are in the crowd. And I think of like the the one person who's like clicking their pen and find that annoying can you imagine if you had just like dust particles falling on your head as jesus is like teaching and then you look up and you just see this dude being lowered from the ceiling i would be so distracted and so confused and so annoyed as a person but it it just seems like jesus just keeps on going with what he's doing and then he sees what's going on and instead of getting frustrated he does his whole Jesus thing where he's like, son, your sins are forgiven, which that in and of itself is interesting because clearly the man is paralyzed and he needs to be able to walk. And so people later on are confused, like, why would you forgive his sins and not help him yet, you know, be healed physically? But it goes to show even for ourselves, we we need our inward selves to be healed. And Jesus is modeling that that is the most important thing is for our hearts to be right with God. And the only way that that's possible is through reconciliation, through through Jesus, the, that, that forgiveness, that beautiful, sweet gift of forgiveness and being washed white as snow. It's it's just this beautiful thing. So if you go on later in Mark, you'll actually see the, the, the law, the teachers of the law at this time were very confused. They're like, what? What, what are you doing? You're blaspheming. You can't forgive sins. You know, the only God alone can do that. And um, we pick up in verse eight and says, immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to a paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And the people were amazed. I'm still amazed. Jesus, like, mic dropped on these people. He's like, yeah, I can forgive his sins and heal him. 
because I am the son of God. And everybody's sitting there like probably shook at this point. I cannot even imagine what would be going on because in this town, I'm sure you knew this guy, this paralyzed man and what he was going through. And then all of a sudden he just gets up and walks. Like I, I would, my, my jaw would physically drop all the way to the floor. And so it's one of my favorite uh, stories to share for that reason, because Jesus is so bold and just like, yep, this is what I came here to do. And people are still so upset about it. And so if you um, continue on in Mark 2, um, there's other times that there's this bold faith that comes about when um, he calls Matthew to follow him. He just looks at Matthew, the tax collector, and just goes, follow me. And it just, it's mind-blowing that his words can just captivate someone that much. And when I read scripture and when you read scripture, like, I want us to feel that. I want us to feel Jesus just taking captive of our hearts when there's things I say, follow me. Jesus calls us to follow him each and every day of our life. When we remember our baptism where we were called into his family and we are washed white as snow and just what this beautiful thing is here. But the interesting thing when, um, is the tax collector and so, the Pharisees did not, they're like, why is Jesus wanting a, a Levi, a tax collector, to follow him? What? They, you know, they're being pious, and they're, they're thinking that, ah, oh, I do all the things that follow the law, and these tax collectors are the scum of the earth. And Jesus replies in verse 17 and goes, On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. And that is for all of us. If we think that we are too good for Jesus in our moments when we're like, I got this, I I got this. And then we get broken down and we get beaten by life. And what's taking our toll is when we realize like, oh, (laughs) I can't do this alone. I am a sinner and I, I do need Jesus. And at this point, this tax collector knew knew in his heart that he needed something more. And and Jesus was trying to teach these um, law-abiding citizen Pharisees here that that they needed Jesus too. They needed that forgiveness, that they were not perfect. And so um, it's just this, this beautiful image of Jesus coming for the lost, coming for the broken, coming for each and every one of us. Um, he doesn't he doesn't pick and choose the worthy, the, the most rich, the most happy. He chooses each and every one of us that we have all unique gifts, all unique talents that he wants each and every one of us to share his love. And we can only do that when we have him on our side. Um, that Holy Spirit really works through us to soften our hearts, to share the faith, to love others. And I'm thankful for that because if it weren't for Jesus, shoot, I don't know what kind of person I'd be. Actually, I do know what kind of person I'd be. I'd be a punk. I don't know about you, but there's something about Jesus. And and when you start to focus more on him, that it just like switches in your brain sometimes where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> Jesus isn't calling us to be perfect. He is calling us to come to him, confess that we need him and work with him to continue to share his love his grace, his forgiveness to those around us. 
And so I challenge you guys to go and read through through Mark 2. There's still so many beautiful things in Mark 2 that I didn't even get to hit on. But just know that, that Jesus came for you, not because you're perfect, not because of all the right things you do or all the wrong things. He came for you so that you can be healed and forgiven and renewed each and every day. God's blessings on your day. Amen.